Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Well, pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. We're back in the Southern Bank Corps studios, Kelly and I. Glad to be back home, so to speak, and uh, glad you're tuned in with us today. Got a great show lined up for you. About to talk to our basketball coach, Jay Ladder. Big news about basketball. But uh, first, let's uh, remind you about Dickey's Barbecue Pit, great supporters of our show and Southern Miss Athletics. Great place to take your family and the best place to cater your next event. Uh, I've catered several baseball weekends through Dickey's. Never been disappointed. I know you've had the same experience, Kelly. I have indeed. Yep. So it's a great place uh, a great place to cater your next event. All right, let's kick things off. Jay Ladner, of course, is the uh, head basketball coach at uh, Southern Miss and uh, – Lots of great news, Coach. I don't want to say big news. I don't want to use a, a, a really sour pun there, but uh, big news anytime you sign a seven-foot basketball player. You know, and I saw, uh, well, first of all, I always thank y'all for having me on. Y'all really appreciate y'all. I want y'all to know that. Um, and what a great show this is for Southern Miss uh, folks. But, Yes, I, you know I, I saw. I think it's the first seven footer we've had since two thousand and nine. I think I saw that in the newspaper or something the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe maybe two thousand and six. I might have my years, but it was two thousand six or two thousand nine. So it's been a little while. One of the things that we felt hurt us last year um, was that we just didn't have that big rim protector. Uh, we like to get out in pressure on defense, and even though even though Felipe Hase incredible year for us, DeAndre Pinckney incredible year, both of them are really really on the verge of, of doing some great things professionally. Um, they just weren't that guy. They just you know, and when we played someone like Louisiana, who had the big seven footer that was a player of the year, who just transferred to Memphis by the way, which was great news for us. Really? Um, yeah. South Alabama had the big seven footer uh, in the NIT UAB, big bodied seven foot guys. That you know our guys were just again tall, but but just really couldn't match up, and it caused us a lot of problems. So that was a priority for us through recruiting. Um, uh, we're real, real. We were really, really close on some really, really high level guys. This was of course one of our targets as well, and uh, Tegra Ize is his name. Um, uh, average 10 and or 9 and 10, I should say, 9 points, 10 rebounds, uh, three block, little over three blocks a game at Harcum Community College. He went to school in Washington, D.C. and played in the 
the the uh, famous uh, Catholic League there, which is one of the top prep leagues there in the in the country in Washington D.C. Uh, so came out of a great prep school and great school, and then went to uh, LaSalle, played at LaSalle his first year, uh, had some in decent numbers for a true freshman. Went to Harcum, uh, which is right there in Philadelphia. Uh, and, and, of course, we were able to get on him and, and, and talk him into coming to South Mississippi. And so it's, a, it's a, a big sign for us, and it feels really what I felt like was a, uh, a hole in, 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 in our recruiting. I felt like we had addressed every other priority that we needed, uh, but we had not quite signed that big, big man yet. But uh, he, he has, we have signed him now, and we're, we can't be more excited. So Tegra Ize comes into the fold, a native Canadian uh, comes into the fold here at Southern Miss. So, boy, the, the, the South Mississippi heat, he's going to have to get adjusted to that right away. By the way, <laughs> Jay, happy belated birthday. And you, you are now to the age where your obituary will not say the untimely death of <laughs> be nice be nice to our guests well, what's wrong with you no, well, he, he and i are about the same age so i'm just saying you know we, we we're, we're getting there right uh and that's right and we've got another signee who's coming back home by way of uh, oregon state yes uh, uh these are these are two guys that have signed and we'll we'll kind of recap the list too kelly for yeah. y'all let me off i want to make sure we get them all uh all five of those guys and in there, but uh, Nick Cross, uh, Nick Nick is from um, uh, Gulfport. He played at St. Patrick's High School uh, there in Gulfport. Well, really in between Gulfport and Biloxi, um, uh, and and he's a young man that we recruited actually out of high school. Of course, lost out to to Oregon State on him, um, but but he had a I thought for a, a true freshman in the pack. Was it the Pac-10 or Pac-12, whatever they play in? I can't remember the number there, 10 or 12. But uh, had got it, you know, I thought would had a great uh, freshman year. So, of course, Nick uh, hit the transfer portal, and he actually gave me a call. And he said, Coach, he said, I- I'd love to get back home. I love what y'all did last year. And uh, so I got to talking to him. I said, Nick, I said, I said how in the world – did you end up at Oregon State? I said, I understand Power 5 school, the whole deal. And uh, he said, Coach, he said, I'll be honest with you, I just got caught up in all that. And he said, I said, well, tell me how it was. He said, we well, loved the basketball part of it. He said, but it was dark, it was cold, and it rained every day. And when I said he's dark, he said the sun rarely came out. He said, it was just too far away from a kid from the Mississippi Coast. He said, I, I hope you'll let me come home. And uh, so anyway, it, it, it's been kind of fun with him. But a really good player, and, uh, of course, that was another one. Then I'll talk – if I've got a second, I'd love to talk about the other guys. Sure. Um, Some of them, of course, have already been on campus. A big surprise, uh, and then some of them will become a big surprise. As a young man that we haven't spoken a lot about, he signed in the the, uh, early period. He's the only signing we had, and a 6'8 forward. His name is Bryson Hall. He's a junior college kid from Alabama. He's from New Orleans. Uh, His family's from New Orleans originally, but – they moved like a lot of New Orleans folks relocated after Hurricane Katrina over to Alabama. Um, he's been a very pleasant surprise. Going to be a really good player for us. Um, has had a, had a good few weeks uh, since we've been working him out since uh, about the second week of June. Um, uh, Andre Cabello is, is a, uh, probably the highest profile recruit uh, that we've signed since I've been here. Um, uh, this is a young man that he averaged about 10 a game last year for St. John. 
He was at he was at uh, Illinois as a freshman. Um, uh, of course, then St. John the last couple of years. He was the Big Ten Six Man of the Year, I believe, uh, as a freshman. My son Luke, who's more of a social media guy, uh, told me he has over twenty some thousand followers on. Uh, uh, I'm mean, maybe maybe correctable too on on like one of these social media sites. Right. So maybe it's, maybe it's a higher number, but anyway, he's a heck of a player. And um, uh, let's see who else I'm leaving out there. Um, but you had you, you mentioned that you mentioned is a uh, Luke sitting Luke sitting right here by me. He, he corrected me. Whoop. Instagram. You mentioned Ize. You mentioned Ize. You mentioned our boy from the coast. You mentioned Bryson Hall. And you mentioned Cabello. So who's the fifth one? Victor Awako, who go. is a big forward from, from UNLV, um, uh, had yeah. a good game against us last year. Really bouncy athlete. Uh, he, he and Greg. Oh. Just wonderful young men. Um, I think he's got a chance to be really good. And we looked at him to possibly fill in that, that four spot for us where uh, DeAndre Pinckney left off. And uh, but So we, we, we accomplished uh, some priorities in toward terms of keeping us old. We like, I like the fact that we have older players. All of them have played multiple years of uh, Division One basketball. And, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my son who's going to join us as a we were about to we were about played. to remind you of that, Coach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got to do it because he's sitting right here by me, Bob. If I didn't, if I didn't, I, I, uh, I, he'd be giving me the, the old stinky look. No, nah, we're glad um, to have him. Yeah, we we are. I'm proud of him. First time in my life ever having an opportunity to coach him. He's had a good few weeks, to be honest with you. Um, but anyway, so that kind of rounds up our class. We do have one open scholarship. And at this point, um, we we felt like that we feel, of course, I would love to, uh, if, if I had a choice, I'd probably want to get another big. Um, but I also will take the best available left um, if we have to. And, and we're not just going to throw a scholarship on somebody. If we have to just have one unused, you know, that's what we'll do and hold it for next year's group. All right, Coach, can you hang around for another segment? You're traveling, I sure, gather. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely. Your phone cut in a little bit on us. It cut in and out. We want to maybe follow up on one question, and then uh, I okay. want to talk to you about the kids that are coming back from last year's team that was so yeah. exciting, and then uh, and just kind of the state of college athletics in general. I wanted to get your input on it because okay. it seems like the transfer portal has become more uh, and more dominant every year. We we may need more than fifteen minutes to talk about that. I got but it. Yes, we're we'll talking be glad to head to. basketball coach Jay Ladner, one of our very favorite guys around here. And we're gonna continue our conversation with Coach right on the other side of a very short break. Hang on.
Southern Miss to the top. Hey, we're glad you're with us this afternoon. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, Miss Kathleen. We love her dearly. Uh, she's there every day. Be sure to tell her her buddies from the Eagle Hour said hello and buy all of your swag from Campus Bookmark. Also want to thank Noel Daniels Motor Company up in Brandon, Mississippi. They're a sponsor on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And you can buy a brand new Icon cart from the Noel Daniels Motor Company and get it delivered anywhere in the state of Mississippi for just $99. First class electrical vehicles for all your needs in the neighborhood, the farm, and the golf course, of course. Remember, they'll deliver it to you right here in Hattiesburg or anywhere you're listening to the show today if it's your state of Mississippi for just $99. Always a great inventory. It always give you the best deal regardless you can uh, go to Noel Daniels uh, dot car. Noel Daniels dot cars. My apology. Noel Daniels dot cars. You know, Kelly, I was thinking you could buy one of those and then you could get in the cart when you leave the house, drive to your car, get out of the cart, in the car, pull up, get right back in the cart, and you would never have to walk anywhere. Well, or go to my mailbox. You know, go to your from mail- my front door, drive at the cart right. to the Maybe mailbox. you could get it inside and go from the refrigerator back to the recliner in the golf cart. Well, but if I'm going to maintain top physical condition, Bob, I, I don't know that... And that is a priority in your life. <laughs> There's no question. There's no question about that. Hey, Coach, we're glad to have you uh, on the show very much. And, uh, you know, it was such a great team last year. I don't know that I've ever had much more fun following basketball than last year. And uh, uh, my, my friend Larry Warren and I will remember forever sitting together and watching the Louisiana game. It was like old times, man, when you and Coach Turk were were there. So we're looking forward to more of that. And there were a lot of great kids on that team. Let's remind people, who who were some of your contributors last year that will be back, Coach? Well, I, and I appreciate that, Bob. You know, of course, we want to carry that momentum, and it really has helped us in recruiting. Uh, con- contrary to what Coach Denson said on the show, uh, was that y'all had him yesterday. Uh <laughs> It, it does help in recruiting. <laughs> yes. Let's reframe Thanks, that. Thanks, Jay. Stayed, stayed in the obvious. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to say contrary. Yeah. Actually, along with what he said, right. but I'm just going to say it. The well, well for a frame of reference, everybody, yeah, Kelly right, did ask right. Coach if uh, being finishing in the top ten would help recruiting. Uh, and he wanted me to ask you as well, uh, signing a seven-footer, will that help in the paint at all, Coach? I'm never going to live this down. <laughs> That's right, Kelly. But, uh, you know, and we, we I, uh, it has helped us in recruiting. And I tell you, one of, and as I get into talking about the players, the uh, returning players, uh, one of the things that we have run into a huge problem with, which I consider a sign of growth, is scheduling. And we have had by far the, the most challenging year of, of scheduling that we've had. And, uh, and I mean, really, it's, it's, uh, uh, we, we, we're getting in a little bit of a crisis. We're having a hard time scheduling the bigger schools. Um, we, of course, we were able to win at Vanderbilt and at Liberty and some of those games that they normally buy you for and expect to win so we're having a hard time with those people wanting to do that when they can find Mm -hmm. some other ones out there and then and we're having a hard time getting home and home games uh because of of people not wanting to come play at reed green so i i take it though as a sign of growth and um i'm excited about it We'll, we'll continue to have a great schedule and maybe the next time i'm on we'll have our schedule complete we still got a few holes to fill but do have some exciting things on the schedule with uh, well, with some in-state uh, and in-state school, which is done, and then 
a possibility of another one. So hopefully we can we can have some better details. And, and real quick, Coach, I'll tell you, I did see where the uh, new Ole Miss basketball coach was commenting on uh, playing you guys on the coast, and he said it was a good thing for basketball. He sounded like to me that he would be in favor of that being an annual deal. I, I really appreciate Chris Beard. He he, of course, Chris and I have had a. A, a long-time relationship. We played against each other when he was at Texas Tech and I was at Southeastern Louisiana. And then, of course, when I, my, my first year uh, here at Southern Miss, the same thing. We played them and have developed a, 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 a friend, good friendship. And um, I actually picked him up at the airport. They had, Ole Miss had a big uh, fundraiser or alumni event down in Biloxi. I flew in on a jet and I, I, I picked him up at the private airport there in Gulfport, and we went straight to the Coliseum, met with the Coliseum director, Matt McDonald, who has also been instrumental in making this thing work, and, uh, and ironed out all the, the financial details and contracts and so forth. So uh, he's been he, – he thinks just like we do. It's, sometimes you got to do what's good for basketball. And I could get off on another tangent of how come why we're not playing in football – you know, in a state, no miss every year, kind of like we used to, because I think it's just good for the state. But right. that's my opinion, and you have to have two to tango. But I, I, I'm right. really thankful for Chris Beer to help make that happen. And we we have spent a lot of time. Of course, I've been on some other media outlets and talking about the recruiting class. But I think we'd be remiss if we don't talk about what we have coming back. We've got a good sure. group coming Let's back. Sure, let's hear about that. Um, of course, of course, I think first and foremost, you you, you look at uh, Nefta Alvarez and. And of course, uh, Austin Crowley uh, uh, had a really, really strong one-two punch. And you know, uh, of course, both of those guys really had standout years. But don't forget about Mo Arnold. You know, Mo's coming back again. Mo's one of those unsung guys that is just solid. He just he comes every single day, does his work. He's physical. He's tough. He's experienced. I'm so excited about him. Uh, Donovan Ivory's back. I, I, I feel like Donovan Ivory is an All-Conference talent. Uh, we would like to see him be a little more consistent. He knows if he's listening to this show, he knows how I feel, but he also knows how much I believe in him. And he's a very talented six, seven forward, had some great games for us last year. The Louisiana game, he came in and played great that y'all referenced earlier. Uh, Victor Hart is a, is as our most athletic big. He's had a really good off season so far. Uh, again, searching for some little, a little bit of consistency. Um, so, you know, we've got, we've got our, our ones are back. Uh, in Neff and Mo, our twos are back in in Austin. Of course, Jeff Armstrong, um, who who's been with us, and and Jeff Armstrong. I'm gonna say this: he he is is about a. Not only is he an effective basketball player, but he's about as fine a young man as I've ever coached. And I had a one of our coaches in our recruiting me- meeting last year. One of our recruiting meetings in the spring said, "Coach, what about Jeff?" And uh, what about if we could get somebody a little more high profile? I said it would take the Mississippi National Guard to get him out of here, as long as he wants to stay at Southern Miss and get him off scholarship, because he, that that's how much he means to our team and our our locker room. His character, uh, he's a winner. He'll be one of our captains this year. He's a leader, and uh, and he's really developed into a good solid player for us. Is he going to go out there and get fifteen or twenty a night? No, but he plays great defense, understands his role, and is super in the locker room. So, so we've got a good group of guys back, uh, uh, and I'm going to mention another player because he's kind of like a returnee and kind of like a new guy, but that's Kobe Montgomery, and Kobe Montgomery is a young man. He was one of the higher recruit, high, highest recruited junior college players two years ago, but he, he wasn't going to be academically eligible. Of course, we were coming off 
a seven-win season. And I'll be honest with you, at the time I was recruiting, I didn't know if I was going to be back. And so it wasn't easy to recruit to seven wins. But when I'd gone to the uh, Junior College National Championship, which is held in Hutchinson, Kansas, his team, Triton Community College out of Illinois, was playing. He was one of, I felt like, one of the top prospects. So I took a shot in the dark. I contacted him, contacted his coach there. And his coach told me that, uh, of course, all the, he had Big Ten offers. He had he had a, a, a lot of high, uh, you know, big time offers that, and where was we're coming off seven wins. I hard forced to get his foot in the door, but I, I did catch one thing the coach said. But coach, we're not sure if he's going to be academically eligible. Well, that to me, I saw that as an opportunity. I, and so I asked the coach. I said, Coach, I said, let me ask you something. As we looked into it, I said. If I was to offer him a scholarship, and and even though he wasn't eligible, and I would honor that scholarship throughout this year with the ability for him to go ahead and get in our program, we'd we'd get him eligible. Of of course, he'd come down here and do his his schoolwork, get him eligible for the following year. He said, Coach, you would do that? And I said, absolutely. Well, once we did that, that elevated us to the top of the list because none of the other schools were willing to do that and sit him out. He's a heck of a player. I'll tell you this right now. He's our best athlete. He's our best. Uh, as far as wow. jumping, he's very explosive, and he can shoot the cover off of it, Kelly and Bob. He really can. And you're gonna, you're y'all just remember that I said this, kind of like Juan uh, last year, and his 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 prediction that Kobe Montgomery's gonna have a good year for us. He's tough. He's he's got that Southern Miss toughness about him, and um and again, he's he's kind of fits in between. He's he's a returning player in a sense, but he just hasn't played for us, right? And he's new and new in a sense because he he hasn't played so. Uh, but that that that'll kind of round out our roster. Of course, uh, Tate Ryder, another young returning young man from Oak Grove. He's he you know worked his tail off. Yeah. He's, he's 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 had his best off season. Trey Alfonso from Chalmette, Louisiana. Uh, you know those are guys that kind of that round out our roster. All right, Coach. Well, we always appreciate your time. I, th- I hope you know that, and uh, you know that you're welcome here anytime. We're we're excited. We're looking forward to what we think is going to be another great season. So uh, we really appreciate. Well, your well time, in the next Coach. few weeks, as we kind of finalize our schedule, I'd love to come back on and talk about our schedule uh, because it's going to be very exciting. I'll tell you that. Of course, y'all have already mentioned the Ole Miss game on the coast on December 23rd, and also by that time, I may, we we should have. Uh, a finalization of our roster with this last spot. And actually, in the fourth segment today, we're going to talk more about the Mac Sunbelt Challenge. Yep. Yes. You just let us know, Coach. You're welcome here anytime. We appreciate well, same, today. Same, same here. Always enjoy and appreciate y'all having me on. All right. Coach Jay Ladner, everybody, head basketball coach at Southern Miss. And we have clarified that the seven-footer will help inside the paint, Kelly. So thank you for those questions. Man, I'm telling you. The Eagle Hour will continue <laughs> in just a moment. To the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, don't forget, everybody, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. 
Four Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of our show. It's a great place, as you know, to have lunch uh, tomorrow. What's today, Wednesday? Day after tomorrow, I highly suggest a visit to a Four Street Bar and Grill. I may have to make one of those myself. Hamburger steak was yesterday. That's always real and good, too. And that's good. You on know, Tuesdays, but nothing yeah. beats Fridays. Well, you're just a big catfish fan. Well, I like fan. catfish. Yeah. That stuff's good. So we want to thank Four Street Bar and Grill for all they do. When you get through eating your catfish Friday, you can slide right out on the street over to Hardy, get your great dessert at Mo Bay Beignet Company. Now, I'm telling you what, catfish and beignets. Got a ring to it, Kelly. I like it. I can see it. You know, but with all due respect, I don't know that you're going to, even I would have enough room with the portions that they serve at 4th Street. I don't it's know. That, a lot of food. Yeah. I don't know that you'd have enough room for the beignets. Maybe maybe have beignets for breakfast. Yeah. You know, take a little time and, and then I, go to 4th Street I like Street eating there because you're oftentimes surrounded by a bunch of really good blue collar working guys, which right. I think are the salt of the earth and just the, the greatest Americans of all. And uh, I'm always happy to... Uh, Always happy to share, you know, lunch uh, with great guys like that. So it's all all at Four Street Barn Grill. All right, yesterday, as you you know, if you listen to the show, we were at the uh, official announcement of Christian Ostrander. Probably got a little lost in, in all the hoopla yesterday. But, the, you know, when the final baseball polls came out yesterday, Kelly, and D1, which I, I think D1 and the coaches poll to me are the two most legitimate polls, both of those had Southern Miss uh, season finale ranked ninth in the country Collegiate uh, Baseball Writers Association, 10. Collegiate Baseball, 10. College Baseball Nation, uh, 10. It's remarkable when you think about it. And I I think back to the first of the year when when we were kind of bemoaning all the losses, what, eight pitchers, second baseman, center fielder. And as great as the team was last year, they finished 14th in D1 at the end of the year. But – my heavens, to uh, to break the top ten uh, should should erase a lot of the disappointment we all felt after the Super Regional. This is going to go down as a remarkable season. I remember early, very early in the season, actually prior to the baseball season, Benji Barham of uh, one of the Alumni Association in Jackson, one of the Alumni Associations in Jackson, asked me to come and speak. And uh, and they specifically were asking questions, you know, about sports and baseball came up and and I doubled down on what I had said on this radio program. And they were all big uh, uh, Eagle Hour listeners. And I doubled down on what I said about the baseball staff. And they all thought that uh, that I was smoking crack. You know, they just said there's 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 no way this the pitching staff. And I said, I don't know that they will either. I just know they're pitching resumes. And I know that they have the ability to be that good. And the fact that, uh, oh no, overall, they have to be managed and they have to be developed. And that, of course, is a tribute to the, to the coaching staff as a whole, that they were developed and they were managed. Um, and, and then they performed you know, when they were called upon. But it was a remarkable season. And when you look at, at Christian Ostrander, lots of times, and he mentioned this yesterday briefly in his introductory press conference, Lots of times when coaches will get a job, they get a head coaching job because the baseball program is a dumpster fire. And the coach will come in and say, it's going to take time, but we'll get there, right? The opposite is true here. The program is at a, at a pinnacle that it has never seen before. So this is a guy that comes in at a program that is clicking on all cylinders. And when you think about it, from a layman's standpoint, there's a lot of pressure. That's on Christian Ostrander because there's, there's no nowhere question. to go but down, no right? Question, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you can say the only place, to, 
the only where up that they can go is literally a trip to Omaha, right? right? So there's a lot riding for this guy and his staff because the only place that they could go that would make it better would be a trip to Omaha. So there's a lot riding uh, on this staff, and it's big pressure. But uh, but he said that they they are welcoming it with open arms and, and let's go. And he said, we are going to Omaha. Yeah. I know that your son, John Carter, is, is coaching right now in a, in a summer league. And uh, I read the other day where eight Golden Eagle players are, are playing in these wood bat leagues around the country. W- tell listeners that may not be aware, what exactly is that and how does that help a kid develop, Kelly? The, the summer leagues, and, and my son is uh, the pitching coach for the Strasburg Express in the, uh, in the Valley League, in the Shenandoah Valley. And it allows, it allows these kids... Uh, and, and they're recommended to these different teams by their college coaches who are guys that didn't get as many reps during the last season as they had hoped. And these are players that coaches are looking to for the upcoming season to maybe be guys that they can count on. So what way you know, to get some additional reps now that the season over now that the season is over, to go to these summer leagues and uh, and get some of those reps in different positions and pitchers who didn't get to throw a whole lot or might be coming off of Tommy John surgery to to get some pitches thrown and to get some work in so that when they come back to report for fall baseball, you know they, they will have have got some mileage miles on the tires, so to speak. In today's climate, do you, is it risky in the sense that? Coach X might be friends with the coach at uh, SEC school number three, and they say, "Man, this center kid, you need you need to you need to grab this kid up. He looks really good." Do you think that enters coaches' minds in today's world, or where coaches have more integrity than to do that? The summer league. I, I would think I, I, this, the summer league coaches uh, are you know from different schools, and they could be junior college coaches or college. Coaches. They're there strictly to you know to instruct and, and help these kids so i don't i don't think the the poachers or the sharks are out there you know looking at these kids i think it's i think they base it on the and again these kids are not the kids necessarily that you're going to poach because they don't have a lot as much experience i got you. which is why they're playing in these summer leagues one thing that struck me is i saw that uh, matthew etzel is playing in the summer league now I think we all assume that he's going to be drafted and gone, but the fact that he's playing in the summer league, does that indicate to you that maybe not? He might be a bubble guy, for sure. And and this might this might be a chance for him to put up some big numbers and maybe solidify, you know, his numbers. Mm-hmm. Um and and I'm sure that's probably why he made why he made that decision. That that's what logic would dictate. If he was a solid bet, probably wouldn't be playing. There would be no reason, right? Correct. That that's what logic would dictate. But but the draft, you know, be coming up soon, and and um, and you know, you'd think that Dustin Dickerson is a is a sure thing. Um, you know, the question about Slade Wilkes comes up all the time. People say, "What about Slade Wilkes?" I mean, obviously, some of the quickest hands to ever come through Southern Miss, but he hasn't been playing a position. You know, so um, he's capable, certainly, of playing a position, but he hasn't. So where does that sit with the pro scouts? And would, would that make Slade Wilkes draftable or not? You know, we'll, yeah. it'll, time will tell. As we head into the heart of the summer, uh, I was thinking yesterday while we, while we were there listening to Coach Oz and some of the others talk about the, about the state of, of Southern Miss athletics overall. Great momentum under Will Hall. Just talked to Jay Ladner. Obviously, great year last year. You see the recruiting class that he's 
he's already put together. The women's team wins the ties for the regular season championship. I think the cross-country team early this year won the uh, first Sunbelt Regional. Uh, have you seen Southern Miss Athletics in better shape in a long time? And if not, who's responsible for this? No, I, th- I think it is. And it is translating into, which they also talked about yesterday, Eagle Club memberships uh, are going to eclipse record numbers that they did last year. They're almost already there. Uh, season ticket sales will eclipse. Of course, baseball set an all-time record, and honestly, I don't know that you're even going to be able to sell more season tickets than you did last year. Right. Football season ticket sales, you know, the east side, one of those uh, one of those sides on the, one of those clubs on the east side is already sold out. So, you know, the old adage that if you win, they will come, it, it maybe shouldn't be that way, but it is. And, and I think what you'll also see, there will be a direct correlation in enrollment. You know, because lots of times you'll hear people argue, well, people, you know, these, they just spend too much time focusing on sports. And sports is not really why, you know, you go to college. I, I hear you. You're there to get the diploma. But when you look at the, the Alabamas and some of these other schools across the country, there is a direct correlation of success on the field, on the court, wherever, and enrollment. Kids mm-hmm. want to be part of success. Uh, of athletic programs they want to go cheer on a winning football team they don't want to cheer for a losing football team or basketball team or baseball team so and and registrars will tell you that if you if you go look at at winning records of different teams you'll see that there will be spikes in enrollment and i'll be interested to see when the fall numbers at southern miss become official this fall i'll bet you i'll bet you that numbers will be up compared to last year. And when you reference Alabama, you're obviously talking about girls softball, fast-pitch softball. Oh, yeah, they're tremendous. Some success yeah, tre- tremendous. Yeah. If they could only build their football program up, it would probably help with their Well, give them program. time. Give them time. Their coach said he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Now they got to but... find a good coach. <laughs> That'd be the first one. That, right? one if, they, if they would just increase the salary a little bit and make it a little more lucrative, <laughs> yeah. you know, perhaps, you know. Saving is struggling. Yes, <laughs> yes for sure. Right. Hey. Uh, Basketball-wise, Bob, we were talking with Jay Ladner a little while ago. The the, the MAC Sunbelt Challenge schedule, the complete schedule, is Talk about out. that when we come back. Yeah, and also track and field for Southern Miss. You talk about transfer portal for football and all these other sports. It's happening in track as well, and the Eagles got a good one. All right, all of that next on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. To the Eagle Hour. D1 DBAT sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. It is a great place to take your kids this summer for baseball and softball training. If you're an athlete yourself, like Kelly and I, it is a great place uh, to keep yourself fine tuned. Uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly's into heavy weightlifting, of course, and uh, and people don't know this, but I'm a uh, you know, I'm a semi-pro hockey player. And I, I'm into resistance to, training. I resist going, training. To, going to the you gym. You resist yeah. training. That's exactly what you do, right? <laughs> right? 
So uh, D1D battled Hardy Street, state-of-the-art uh, training facility, and just a great place uh, to get in the best shape of your life. All right, Kelly, you got a lot of news from some other sports. Let's hear it. Yeah, track and field at Southern Miss has signed sprinter Adrian Harris. He has transferred uh, from South Dakota State. You know, the transfer portal works for every sport, and he is a sprinter uh, and a premier sprinter, uh, a native of St. Petersburg, Florida. I want to get a little bit closer to home, so he is leaving South Dakota State to come to Southern Miss. Congratulations to the track and field squad as they have signed Adrian Harris on his way uh, to the Golden Eagles. We talked about uh, Tegra Ize, the seven-foot basketball player that is, uh, has signed with Southern Miss and will bring a presence inside. Meanwhile, also on the basketball front, the MAC Sunbelt Challenge has been uh, now officially unveiled as to which teams will be playing who. Here's the way it breaks down. Appalachian State will play the Wolfpack of Northern Illinois. Arkansas State will play Bowling Green. Georgia Southern drew Eastern Michigan while Georgia State drew Western Michigan. James Madison will play the Golden Flashes of Kent State. Louisiana will play the Toledo uh, Toledo Rockets. Old Dominion will play Ball State, David Letterman's uh, alma mater. South Al will play Buffalo. Texas State will play Miami of Ohio. Troy will play Ohio. ULM will play Central Michigan. And, of course, Southern Miss will play Akron. The Zips in that game is on Saturday, November 11th at Akron. As Jay Ladner mentioned, the complete schedule for Southern Miss basketball to be released uh, soon. And interesting, Bob, uh, out of the NFL, Travis Kelsey announced that uh, the NFL is going to be uh, loosening its restrictions on use of cannabis slash marijuana in its uh, drug testing of NFL players. And Travis Kelsey, on a side note, said that if he had to put a percentage of use of marijuana in the NFL. He put the number, and he said, I'm not exaggerating here. Travis Kelsey's number was 80%. He thought that 80% of players in the NFL used marijuana on a somewhat regular basis. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of the NFL, kind of a sidebar story. If you're going, uh, you and your family are going down to the Destin, Florida area over the weekend, you really need to really be careful about the extraordinary riptide that's taking place down there there's been four or five people drowned in the last week and yesterday a former nfl quarterback drowned and you know if a if a young man physically fit like that cannot get out of a riptide and drowns uh, you know the average guy is really putting themselves in danger so i would just caution everybody to Really be careful about that. 35-year-old Ryan Mallett, who was a great quarterback at uh, Arkansas and uh, played in the National Football League. Ryan Mallett is the man that Bob just mentioned. And the, th- the thing is, too, is a lot of these beaches have the flag warnings. There were, there were double red flags up on a lot of these beaches that are warning people, do not go in the water. Mm-hmm. But the flags, obviously, can't keep you out of the water. So for heaven's sakes, you know, heed... The advice, and look, we know it's 110 heat yeah. index out there, but uh, it's better to stand the heat than yeah. die in a riptide. A lot of real tragedies right. taking place there here in the, in the past few days down on in the uh, the Florida Panhandles. So really, be careful. One under one final note from the NFL, Bob. They have announced that later on today or tomorrow, they are going to be levying levying suspensions on NFL players that they have found guilty of betting 
on NFL games. Really? Some of them involving their own teams. Really? So How the about N- that? NFL says that'll come down either tonight I've never or really tomorrow. Had a problem with that if you're betting on your own team to win. Isn't that what Pete Rose did? He always bet on Cincinnati to win the game. Am I correct? I'm I'm not I'm not as familiar with the Rose case anymore. Um but but I don't know. I just I just think yeah, I, I, I get why they're doing that. Of course, you know, there's a lot of hypocrisy. Don't bet on games, but we're gonna put a franchise in Las Vegas. Right. Yeah. It, <laughs> That would be the last place that you'd want to put a, a one frame. would think. Right? But, but now the Oakland A's right. baseball team is headed to Las Vegas. Of course, the Raiders are in Las Vegas. Yeah. I guess they say it's okay for obviously for the fans to do it. You just don't want yeah. Yeah. The, the players to do it because you've got skin in the game. Obviously. Football just around the corner. Yes, and and cheerleading camps are taking place on the campus as the cheerleaders and band camps because you know bands and cheerleaders and all the support people have to be there you know prior to the season so we'll be hearing from some of the southern miss officials as they uh, begin putting together the football season the scary intimidating dixie darlings will be practicing soon too we'll have to get some of the band guys I, you know yeah. they're they're important Oh man, the they, band and the cheerleaders—they're all part of the atmosphere. And they, and they're they're two a days out there carrying those tubas and this heat and things like that. Stuff, Oof, right? man. All right, that wraps up today's show. We hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow. Till then, Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I wanna fly. To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production